Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, y'all. It's your host, Emily Aries, the founder and CEO of Bossed Up. Today's boss tip is all about how to get a job in a different city. About two years ago, Brad the Boo and I started to dream about life in a new city. I loved D.C., but always knew that that city was going to have an expiration date for us. And in the meantime, Brad and I had fallen in love with Denver, Colorado, after years of spending way too much money flying across the country for ski trips in the Rockies. I knew that my work could be done from just about anywhere, but Brad has a total brick-and-mortar job, working in manufacturing and creating custom interior design pieces. It's a pretty niche industry, and we had no idea whether he'd be able to find a job in our dream city. So I thought back to five years earlier, when I'd undergone a similar major job shift, going from political organizing up in Rhode Island to landing a job in digital political strategy in Washington, D.C. There's a special art to landing a job in a totally new city, and here's the step-by-step process that I used and ended up walking Brad through that worked like a charm. First, he had to get his story straight. I think there's a certain amount of suspicion that people have towards outsiders. Are they fleeing their life back home in their former city? Are they just coming out here for the lifestyle and don't really care much about their career? You really need to be able to introduce yourself to a total stranger and quickly establish your credibility, work ethic, and explain why you're a perfect fit for their organization. The first thing we did was work through Brad's story of self, as we organizers call it, so he could pitch himself to prospective employers and other folks who might be able to help make valuable connections in Denver. Second, we polished up his online presence. Brad isn't all that into social media, but his work was perfect for showcasing on Instagram. We also ended up creating a pretty basic website, like a CV website, that just showcased his work history, added a brief bio, featured a nice headshot, and also included a portfolio of his work. Basically, it was a resume on the web. And we made sure that his new Instagram account and LinkedIn profile portrayed him in exactly the light that we want prospective employers to see him. Then he made a list of organizations and practitioners who were in the industry and in Denver and reached out to them all via email. He used the exact kind of strategy that I covered in detail on episode seven of the podcast, all about how to land informational interviews. The fourth step was frankly the most expensive one, but it was worth every penny. He had to make a trip out to Colorado. It's true. There is nothing better than in-person meetings when you are looking to work your way into a new network. So Brad spent two days of our four-day ski trip that we snuck in there 
driving a rental car all over the city, hustling to 18 different one-on-one meetings, shop visits, and coffee chats. There, he shared his story, asked his new contacts all about their career paths and their organizations, and gained priceless intel about the local industry. After the very final meeting of the trip, we bolted off to the airport to catch our plane back to D.C., and he was beaming, completely head over heels for the last company that he'd visited. Once we were home, all we could really do was wait and see. He sent thank you emails to everyone expressing appreciation for their time and insights and still keep nursing those relationships over the next few months. But only one month later, just as we were coming off our Colorado kick and calming down, Brad got the call. That final person that he'd met with, well, he was expanding his team and wanted to know how soon Brad could be out there. One month later, we packed Teddy, the dog, and everything else we owned into a U-Haul and were Rocky Mountain bound. All in all, it took about six months from ideation to moving all the way across the country with a solid job offer in hand. But I truly believe if Brad had been applying every night online through Monster.com or similar job search sites, we'd still be in D.C. today instead of celebrating our one-year anniversary of being out here in Colorado. So if this sounds like a strategy that could help you or someone you know, be sure to share this podcast with them right now. And if you want my methodology broken down in an easy-to-follow email-based online course, complete with worksheets and templates to guide your job search along, you can find my pregame Your Career Change course in the Bossed Up shop for only 25 bucks. Just head to bossedup.org shop. And later this month, coming up on Wednesday, May 30th, I'm hosting a free webinar all about getting a job in a new state. So if you want to chat with me live, ask questions, and see this methodology broken down over the course of a one-hour free webinar, head to the front page of bossedup.org where you'll see this webinar listed on the front page right under Tune In and Turn Out. And if you put this boss tip to work for you, I want to hear about it. Are you navigating a cross-country job search yourself? Share your experience in the comments section at bossedup.org slash episode 15 or in the Bossed Up Courage community on Facebook. I'd love to hear how this tip works for you. Let's face it, speaking up at work can be really hard to do, especially for women and women of color. When the stakes are high and you've already worked so hard to just be the only woman in the room and you want to get everything right, you want to have all your facts and figures accurate before making your voice heard, it's just so much easier to stay silent instead. Researcher Deb Chahansky calls this loss of voice phenomenon. And it actually emerges in adolescent women at greater rates than men. And it sticks with us for the rest of our lives. Self-silencing behavior can actually become an unconscious habit unless we consciously engage in practicing our assertive communication skills. And we here at Bossed Up have set out to help women like you do just that. 
Speak Up, my live assertive communication course is back open for enrollment, and we're kicking off a new cohort launching this June. Over the course of eight life-changing weeks, you'll have access to interactive online curriculum and live weekly practice sessions where you, Irene and I, and a cohort of fellow Speak Up bosses who are owning their voice, overcoming the social messages that have taught us to keep silent, and really learning to strategically and assertively communicate when it matters most, we'll actually have the practice time to rewire our brains, create new neural pathways, and build better habits when it comes to speaking up with confidence and precision and assertively communicating in the workplace. Learn more and enroll today to secure your spot at bossedup.org speakup. That's bossedup.org speakup.